Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how's everybody feeling? Yeah. You guys? Yeah. Having, How am I feeling? Just wonderful. Great. I think the world's just on the right track. I think everything's. I agree going. with everything that my political leaders are doing in my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. That too. Definitely. Democracy's thriving. Did you see that shit with Wolf Blitzer? No. Oh, but, him like. Do, do you like go down a half pipe or something? Like, what, <laughs> yeah, what, he shred the gnar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, as only the wolf can do. Yeah. Um, no, no, he was um, doing an um, interview with a IDF spokesman person um, and uh, questioning the uh, bombing of the um, uh, refugee camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the the, the targeted bombing, mm-hmm. uh, multiple multiple targeted bombings of a um, Palestinian refugee camp. Uh, and yeah, I mean, maybe we could just cut the audio. Like, sure. Back now to our breaking news here in the Middle East: a massive explosion at the largest refugee camp in Gaza. Joining us now is Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht. He's the international spokesperson for the Israel Defense Forces. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I want to ask you first about this massive blast that we all just saw. We saw the video at the Jabalia refugee camp in Gaza. Is there anything more you could, first of all, tell us about how this explosion happened? Hi, Wolf. Thanks for having me. So we'll be coming out in the next, hopefully, hour with more data. But I can update you now that there was a very senior Hamas commander in that area. Uh, sadly, he was hiding again, as they do, behind uh, within civilians, and that's all I can see at this point. We're looking into it, and we'll be coming out with more data as we learn what happened there. So, can you confirm it was an Israeli attack that uh, destroyed a big chunk of that Jabalia refugee camp? Yes, I can. We went. We were focused the again on a the target, a senior. Senior Commander Wolf, and we'll be updating uh, you with more data as the hour moves ahead. But even if that uh, uh, Hamas commander was there amidst all those Palestinian refugees who are in that in that Jabalia refugee camp, Israel still went ahead and, and dropped a bomb there, attra- attempting to kill this Hamas uh, this Hamas, Hamas commander, knowing that a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children presumably would be killed. Is that what I'm hearing? That's not what you're hearing, Wolf. We, again, were focused on this commander, again, who you'll get more data who this man was, uh, killed many, many Israelis. Uh, we're doing everything we can. These are, it's a very complicated battle space. There could be infrastructure there. There could be tunnels there. Uh, we're still looking into it, and we'll give you more data as the hour moves ahead. But you know that there are a lot of refugees, a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children in that refugee camp as well, right? This is the tragedy of war, Wolf. I mean, we, as you know, we've been saying for days, move south. Civilians are not involved with Hamas. Please move south. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to get a little bit more information. uh, You knew there were civilians there. You knew there were refugees, all sorts of refugees. But you decided to still drop a bomb on that refugee camp attempting to kill the Hamas commander. By the way, was he killed? I can't confirm yet. There'll be more uh, updated. Yes, we know that he was killed. Um, About the civilians there, we're doing everything we can to minimize. Uh, I'll I'll say it again. Sadly... 
they are hiding themselves within civilian population. And again, we are doing this stage by stage, and we're going to go after every one of these terrorists who was involved in that heinous attack on the 7th of October. Wolf. Yeah, it's kind of like a crack in the veneer, right, of the um, by bipartisan uh, national consensus that, like, you know, this is okay. This is what we're doing is good. It's fine. To see Wolf Blitzer crack on that is pretty remarkable. I first want to acknowledge that it sucks that someone with such a cool name has such a dumb job. <laughs> 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 yeah. I want to yeah. first... Fir- one first acknowledge and center that. Yeah, he should be um, an offensive lineman with yeah. a name like Wolf yeah. Blitzer. Yeah. Or a poet or something. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so, or yeah, something like really counter to what that name sounds like. Uh, yeah, I, I want to meet his parents. Like, we named our kid Wolf. Like Knowing his NAS, NAS name is Blitzer. Blitzer, that's, yeah. so, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, like, every one of these lines has been used for as long as I've been alive. Right is like uh, uh, the terrorists hide in uh, civil uh, civilian areas or under hospitals or or babies or whatever. they make blankets of babies and hide under them or whatever and so we have to kill all the babies to get to the commander or whatever like uh, that they uh, that they're trying to minimize the the civilian deaths but it's like just so so complicated and there's vast underground tunnels that exist unless uh, they miss them in which case. Uh, they were somewhere else and secret, and that's why it's so hard to fight here. But the tunnels are also vast and, like, insurmountably difficult to, like, not miss because they're just everywhere. Like, it's just, it's all, it's, it's all the same bullshit. But now it, it it's, I don't know, I guess like, just so much more clear that this is, that that's all smokescreen for ethnic cleansing, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of hard to... I mean, it, to, to swallow that now. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't even pass even a single logical sniff test. It's like, yeah. wait, so you're saying a senior Hamas commander who knows what Israel is and is capable of was like, you know what? They'll never bomb this refugee camp if I just hang out amongst all of these people. Right? That, well, like, no, that's not the argument. The argument, though, is that Hamas deliberately uses civilian it, shields to make Israel look bad. But but the, 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 the argument isn't that, you know, oh, we'll hide in a refugee camp so they won't kill us. The argument is we'll hide in a refugee camp so they will kill us and won't that look really bad for them. But it doesn't work. It hasn't worked for so long, right? I, I think it was kind of like Chris's It's not point. compelling. Well, yeah. well, what I'm yeah. saying is if they have the deep underground tunnels and they're Hamas <laughs> commander trying to like win a, a war they put the commander in the tunnel not in the <laughs> refugee camp you know? it's, just, it's just like this the, like none of this makes any sense like yeah, this is yeah. like this is clearly an effort to be like oh here's a lot of people that we can kill all at once let's just kill them yeah and yeah. like there's no other reason that i can imagine that you could why 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 this target selection yeah. and why did they bomb it multiple times if 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 they were looking for one guy that they got right you know it's just like oh sorry Carmen's upset too yeah 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 and 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 just recently like they uh, Israel bombed a caravan of ambulances and they're like they were Hamas ambulances it's like what there the, was Hamas what, in those ambulances what, like what the fuck man like really that's like you're just gonna keep a uh, 
Just naming everything Hamas, like a Hamas thing, and like that's why you bombed it. Like, come on, man. Come yeah, on. why not? It works. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is they don't need a justification. Right. Like, you know, from the Israeli perspective, you're lucky we're even giving you this justification. Yeah. Because we, because it, every, any action that we take is justified by the fact that, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization that kills innocent civilians. So yeah. whatever we do, it can never be as bad as that. No matter how many children we kill, no matter how many women we kill, it's, there's nothing we can, can do compares to the evil that we face. You yeah. know? And nothing compares <laughs> to you. And as of the time of recording this, I think we're past the 10x casualty rate from the October 7th attacks yeah. uh, in terms of where Palestinian death toll, as far as the Ministry of Health has um, been talking about, I believe we're somewhere around like 11 thou or 12 thou mm-hmm. or something like that. It's remarkable to see the entire United States government basically unilaterally supporting Israel in this genocide. And like the question of how many innocent civilians need to be murdered to sate the bloodlust of this state, like that isn't being even asked. Like it's, it's really fucking dark. It's really fucking dark. And like, there's um, tens of thousands of people who were in Washington DC yesterday, um, you know, calling for a ceasefire, um, you know, marching to the white house. And I, I don't even know if, (laughs) I I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, Biden's not doing well in the polls, so he's not doing this for political, you know, expediency by any by any means. Um, yeah, I just well, let's let's see how uh, we've reacted here in America. So, like, one thing is that House Republicans are introducing a bill to expel Palestinians from the country. Yeah, so that's one way that any we're visa holder with uh, with the passport that's issued by the Palestinian Authority, the House Republicans are proposing that we expel them from the country. Yeah, uh, the bill also directly orders uh, ICE to remove those who 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 lose their lawful status in the country under the new criteria, uh, and that they are also of like looking back at uh, any sort of asylum status seekers from from uh from that co-sponsors are the usual uh crowd marjorie taylor green um Ro- someone named ronnie jackson if you just asked me what what kind of politics does a man named ronnie jackson have you guess correctly I, 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 yeah. yeah i think i would have guessed correctly um yeah uh it's a uh, uh, uh trump is on the campaign trail is uh promising to revive the muslim ban which you know is it's great that we have a thing in our political lexicon just called the Muslim ban that we need to argue about. And uh, to make it uh, bipartisan, the um, Biden administration is looking to use the federal government's uh, title, is it Title Nine, right? Six. Six. Using the Title Six provisions of the Civil Rights Act to... Uh, um, basically punish campuses that allow uh, Palestinian rights um, demonstrations. demonstrations and speech. Yeah. yeah. Which of course, well, you just uh, is, did the is, whole is... fucking show in like a minute and a half, David. That's every story we have for today. You just laid it all out. And so thank you so much for listening to this yeah, episode of Iron yeah, I hope yeah, you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. 
Uh, oh man! Yeah. I mean, what, what, what about like? Wasn't the whole thing that the college Republicans were calling for like free speech on campus, and that like the 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 overreactive like left is uh, trying to censor free speech, and that like. <laughs> Yeah, like, sure. Wasn't that like that was like months ago, right? <laughs> like, but this is anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's it, that 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 has no political valence. It's just bad, no matter who does it. It's exactly and, it. It has no we, political valence. Yeah, it has no political yeah. valence, right? And it, it's like it's it, it's just that that a bright red line that is, which of course, like as soon as you call something anti-Semitism, right? Then it, then that's that's what we're talking about here, right? Like obviously, anti-Semitism. Speaking as a Jew, I'm not a fan of of real anti-semitism but anti-zionism which is not the same as anti-semitism right is uh i would argue good you don't want to like anti uh uh, anti-zionist arguments are i think on the table and uh appropriate (laughs) at this current juncture (laughs) you know but uh it's uh um that's uh, you know those those get conflated really real quickly and easily and yeah, Chris, you're right. It's like the uh, I, it, 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 I used to like comment on these things, like when Twitter was usable about like this, you know, all these people that talk about like what it's like on college campuses who don't fucking work on them or talk about them, you know, but they but they want to talk or, about or them or even have kids, right? Yeah, or like they don't have kids or they don't have college ki- college age kids or they don't have a job at a college or anything like that. And they just like, they, they have all these things to say about how college kids act. And it's just like, just not fucking true. You know? <laughs> and if there's any censorship on fucking college campuses, it's like, it's these people that are so concerned about college campuses being censored that they show up and try to fucking cancel anyone, but and actually cancel them as in like get their job taken away from them, you know, make them a pariah. Like these, like it's conservatives that do this constantly. But this isn't time. conservatives that are doing this. This is Joe Biden. Yeah, this is this is liberals. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's it's, not. Yeah. It's not useful. I think to no. conflate. Okay. Yeah, 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 ben yeah, Shapiro yeah. is not Joe Biden. Right. Like, yeah, no, these are right. yeah, these yeah. are liberals yeah. who are who are calling for this kind of restriction yeah. of free speech. Yeah. John Fetterman. Yeah. John yeah. Fetterman. John Fetterman. I never trusted that guy. No. He was too goofy. I mean, yeah. even Bernie. Like, there's just... Yeah, there, even Bernie you, Sanders. You basically have Ilan Omar, you got Rashida Tlaib. Like, who that, else? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, it. Pretty much. That's right. it. Okay, so, you know, are they the only two refugees in government? I think so, yeah. yeah maybe. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the way that college campuses get... Um, uh, whenever they get put in the in the news, I don't know. I, I feel bad for <laughs> feel bad for my students all the just all the time. But generally, like you're like, what what the hell are you supposed to do as a college student to like get taken seriously in this country? It's just like, I mean, I guess they never were. I mean, you're like you know, now that you know, boomers uh, control uh, like most of the wealth in this country, they can like retcon their college years as like the golden years of respectable college. Uh, uh, activism. Yeah, like right? Kent State. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And it's like um that like like stuff like that is uh um considered to be like you know like why don't you go back to that? But it's like you know the oh wait the, you that, tr- that that basically is yeah that's why that is why is you get fucking shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but no but you know like the the it's um. It's it's just so fucking dark, you know, and and and, and you at least at U Albany, like they had uh, Candace Owens show up 
on col- on, on campus. What's, uh, what's Candace's take on yeah, this? I, I don't fucking know. I didn't go, and no one should. No one should either, because that's that's uh, you know the tactic that unfortunately I think a lot of um, college students. Uh, maybe it's not unfortunate because it is pretty easy. Is just like ignore like when the Republicans like put out their little thing to get mad at, you fucking ignore it. Because there's nothing worse for a Candace Owen type than an empty uh, uh, auditorium. You know? And it's easy to get... St- kids don't want to go to that shit anyway. Yeah. Students, students don't want to go to that shit. It's boring. They don't like it when I lecture at them. Like, why would they... <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. teacher. <laughs> leave those kids alone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, grifter. Leave those kids alone. And of course, I'm scared too, right? Like, as, sure. you know... Um, it's a great way to, you know, it's a pretty easy way to lose your job is to speak truth about, about Israel. It's, yeah. um, yeah, I worry about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, don't t- tell anybody we do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No one. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, yeah. I went to a, um, uh, a rally, um, in Troy that was like probably over 400 people. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. We weren't able to go to that, but I saw pictures. It looked great. It, I mean, it was brutal out. Like yeah. it was like that maximum uh, coldness that you get when it's like still above freezing, but it's like wet. Yeah, and it's like, like windy, there's like rainy. A, yeah, there's like yeah. a wind, and it's just like saturated moisture, and like people stood out there for like three hours in you know like myself included like inappropriate garb, which is to say that we're all clinging to the hope that it's going to be a bunch a, of kefias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like just. You know, like, we're all, like, in early fall gear, but it was, like, cold. And it got dark early, because, you know, it was right before uh, Daylight Savings. And uh, we basically just marched around the demolished um, parking lot. <laughs> and, like, don't get me wrong, it, it, it did raise some spirits. It was good to see so many people in solidarity with the Palestinians and, you know, just standing up for human rights in general. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of people. And I'm um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because of the sentence, uh, de- around. we marched around the demolished parking lot. It was just like, yeah. man, we're... This, this, we're getting so dystopian so fast. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Like, we marched in the rain around the demolished parking lot against the genocide. Yeah. It's just like, man, like, whoo, yeah. doggy. <laughs> no, that, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, like, there was not one person who is justifying mur- the murder of civilians. There was not one person calling for the death of Jews. There was not one person saying any of the heinous shit that is being put into the mouths of um, these uh, kids on campuses and all, like, you know, all over the country, like people who are standing up for um, the, uh, the, the defense of human rights yeah. really when it comes yeah. down to it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, um, I know one one person that spoke at that was a uh, um, was an Israeli woman that uh, left the country to avoid the mandatory draft that they that you know the conscription service that they that they have there. So that's very brave. Which is uh, another thing that I, I you know you know just another thing to put in your back pocket when people are talking about uh, this issue. They're like the uh, Hamas has child soldiers or something like that. And it was like it, like. You go into like conscription in the Israeli army at like sixteen. You know, it's like, it's like you want to I think talk. It's seventeen. Is it, yeah, seventeen. Okay, all right. Well, they, okay. Well, in seventeen, you're much, you're much more mature. You know, no, yeah. You know, but it's like it's like it, like they they put they put 
enormous assault rifles in the hands of like teenagers yeah, and, or, and like train you to to take shots at people's knees yeah like, or just settlers yeah like they they handed out something like ten thousand yeah. ars to yeah. just you know people living like on the border of gaza and the west bank like right. that you know just get given them yeah like, literally here you yeah. go yeah like do with this what you will mm-hmm. wink and then like taking off and i've watched some video of some really fucked up um settler on um palestinian uh violence um that's just you know coming over my reuters fucking newsfeed like yeah, yeah. you know like and these people are like 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 they they like a lot of them are just like from long island like they have you know, like that. The, the, IDF like spokesman is, has a brogue. Yeah, yeah. Has I mean, is yeah. is that what Gaelic or, yeah, right. or sorry, um, like a Scottish accent? Yeah, like, is that yeah. what it's called? Scottish brogue. Right. Like the guy sounds like he's from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah, it's um, yeah. It, which it, all of which wouldn't be a problem if they hadn't seeded so much of the their like the description or like the justification for what they do as like you know. That, that they're the original people there or something i, I don't know it's 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 very yeah and i don't know like it it seems like ireland is the only country like in europe that's doing any lip the only service. white country that seems to be on the right side of this issue this issue yeah. yeah and um you know yeah go ireland um on that one um and also you know the uh the 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 Jewish people that have lived in Israel for like the last like five thousand years, like I, I uh, David, you probably know a lot more about this than I do. But the the ones with like the the hats that are getting like, uh, well, the people that have lived there for five thousand years are very old, so they have <laughs> like a lot of hats to keep them warm and stuff because like no one should live five thousand for five thousand years. Too long. Yeah. It's too long. That's, that's too those long. are elven numbers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're posting elven numbers. But you know who I'm talking about? You're talking about the uh, concert, the the um, ultra orthodox, ultra orthodox yeah. Jews yeah. in Israel that have been fucking body slammed by police for standing up for. for- Palestinians. Palestinians, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, the idea that these people, you know, are are responding to the Israeli state and be like, you guys have been here for like 70 years. Like, get the fuck off my nuts. Don't tell me how to be an Israeli. Like, don't tell me how to live in this area. Like, you know, like, like you guys are the new kids. Like, shut the yeah. fuck up. Okay, so I, I'm on Richard Hecht. Uh, that's the the guy that Wolf Blitzer was interviewing. I'm on his LinkedIn page, um, where he is. Uh, it, it just says Richard Hecht, believer, um, IDF spokesperson's unit, like that. The, the, believer, you, yeah, that's it, it's just like that's the, a hell of a job title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> propagandist. Yeah, um, uh, he uh, was trained at Fort Bliss, so good old American trained. Um, he, uh, he talks about, um, how his, uh, grandfather had flown in the Royal Air Force. So, um, yeah, so he's definitely, uh, uh, his family's... He's fucking Scottish, from, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, he's, he grew up in a Jewish suburb of Glasgow. Yeah. Okay. Glasgow. Uh, Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, there, his youngest sister, who's named Sabra... <laughs> Is, oh uh, no! Yeah, uh, was uh, um, is the only one born in Israel in 1983. Okay, yeah, this is from Jewish News. So yeah, you know, and it's like, oh man, I don't like. It's cool to have a country made up of people from lots of other countries. Like oh, that's yeah. a cool idea. That's a great idea. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, we have one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. there. Um, there's like a ton of places like. 
uh yeah but it's like it's but it's also a colonial state just like this one right yeah. you know well, that's, it's like they, yeah that's, they, that's it, the 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 paradox of that idea right yeah yeah because it, it's like the because they do it in the exact same way because they learned it from us right that they that you um the government you you and you provide plausible deniability for whatever uh and you and you develop like uh internal support for what would otherwise be incredible uh, incredibly heinous act by by doing a couple steps right so like first you know you, you have a a spot where you, you uh you, you have some sort of defensible origin point but then you let people like go colonize or settle these contested territories yep, take land. and you encourage them to and then once they're there they're like oh well now we need to defend our citizens and then you send out militias and, and army and or you just arm the settlers themselves and um and, and then all of a sudden you know like half a generation later it's like oh this is israeli territory right you know or this is american territory yep. right you know like that that's just that's that's how the united states did you know yep. the transcontinental railroad was built like under heavy security guard from civil war veterans for the entire length of that thing because they were under constant bombardment by natives like <laughs> Because yeah. it, we, it was a process of stealing that land as we were building the railroad, yeah. you know. So it's, and it's like the same fucking thing here, you know, where you you build out these settlements, these these like shitty suburbs that look like they could belong in Sedona, Arizona, but they're in they're in Israel and they have like forty foot high perimeter fences around them to to keep the you know uh, you know to keep these like little rockets from flying over them and it's like that's yeah that you know they 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 took our playbook and they're and they're and they're running with it yeah except it's in the 21st century so you're watching it happen and there's a lot more uh explosions yeah you know like it's a uh uh it's uh, yeah i don't that's rough yeah 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 Yeah. that's a beginning and end of it yeah well you know that thinking about this in i Listeners will know I'm always trying to figure out how to be an optimist about reality, right? Like that's, that's how I can, that's my cope is to try to figure out like what even optimism looks like and then try to figure out how to justify my belief in it. Um, And so, you know, I've been trying to understand like, okay, so like what, what does this look like in like the best case scenario, right? And like a two state solution with the current arrangement of like borders and population centers, like does not make any sense at all. Um, so it pretty much has to be a multi-ethnic, multi-religious, like equal secular right, democracy. Secular democracy yeah. If it's going to be not a genocide. Right. Yeah. Like, and so the question then becomes, okay, like that's, obviously not on the uh bargaining table uh as far as the israelis are are concerned for sure and probably palestinians as well given the ongoing uh genocide of um but um that the it would begin with the united states like at the minimum putting some conditions on the 10 million dollars a day we give them every day Yeah. 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 yeah like that would like that, don't bomb convoys of ambulances anything really like e- e- even a, a, don't a, 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 target <laughs> hospitals yeah uh refugee camps refugee camps um, yeah um and so then the question becomes okay well how does that come 
come to pass, right? And it comes from, you know, like movements like BDS. It comes from uh, people uh, doing what they can to shut down their government's capacity to, you know, do business as usual and force the United States government to do this, right? And I guess the idea is that um, the Republicans are like thinking one step ahead and they're like, oh, like, let's just take everyone who has a direct familial connection to uh, Palestine and get them out of the country before they, you know, like. Help organize any of that. Yeah. 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 Or, or just respond <laughs> as, as you, you'd imagine they might want to. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it. And the Democrats are just like, um, let's just not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? They're just like, they just don't want anyone to talk about it is, re- I, is what it seems like to me. It was yeah. Just, yeah. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Like the, the, the machine is doing what you need it to do. Like, stop it. You don't actually care about this. Biden was talking about fucking jobs. Yeah. He was yeah. like, oh, this is like how we have good paying jobs in the future. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's, it's by like making this, all this military gear. Is like it was. He, he said this about Ukraine also that like like, like this, these are all American jobs that we're creating, which we should get used to that that framing because you know we don't have the the financial or political clout that we used to in the in the world, um, but we still have way more guns than everyone else and weapons. Yeah, and uh, and we're repatriating a lot of manufacturing. And that's what we're going to hear about a lot of now is uh, we make America's might is based on its ability to export weapons. Like we're going to God, we're, yeah, we're going to, you know I think we're going to hear a lot of that. M- might makes right. Yeah. And well, and I, I mean, in some ways it's more honest so because it's up. been true for a long time that yeah. like, that is where a lot of our power comes from. Did, is, you, did you guys see the picture of uh, Joe Biden looking at the quantum computer? What? No. Wow, huh. that's what I don't of, really know how to convey this over audio. Yeah. But um, it's like he's uh, mystified by a chandelier because <laughs> it looks yeah. like a chandelier yeah. or something. Yeah, but it's just like I don't, I don't know that guy. Yeah, it, good thing there's an American flag the, behind that. The facial expression of Biden looking at the quantum computer, I feel like, is the like Pikachu face of th- this moment. You know, like that just mm-hmm. sort of summarizes. Like I, I don't know. That's probably a good segue to talk about this polling oh, that yeah. was recently done by Sienna and and Times Union and Time, yeah. or, or no, New, York, the New York Times. New York Times. Yeah. Sienna is local, though. Yeah, this is so. This is technically a local story. Is it that Sienna? Yeah, yeah. Sienna College, like yeah, that tiny college produces national polls. All right. Yeah. Let's see here. This is not good. Not good. Not, not good for for Biden. No. Um. Basically, everybody thinks that Biden is too old, too um weak, weak, cognitively unable um to rise to the occasion. And, and the economy sucks. And the economy sucks, and everybody blames Biden, um, including young people. Including not young people. It's not just young people either. It's older people too. This has been like framed as if like, oh, young people are so out of touch with the reality of the economy. Uh, it's not just young people. It's older people too. They're so out of touch with the economy that they're embracing polywork. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this one is is nuts, and um, you got to find a new talking. Po- uh, lives and and the and the left need to come up with some new talking points around this. Black voters, long a bulwark of the Democrats and for Mr. Biden, are now registering twenty two percent support in the in swing states for Mr. Trump, a level unseen in presidential politics for a Republican in modern times. Modern times, mind you, in this context, most likely means since. The The flip flip. of the parties. Yeah. (laughs) Like, since black people stopped supporting Republicans. Yeah. Um, It's like, and it's like not close to the point that the whiter the states get, the better they are for Biden. Which is shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. And that's, um, people got to figure out what, and you know, like... Here's the thing is that, you know, like a lot of people call uh, leftists class reductionists for, uh, uh, you know, saying economic issues first, social issues uh, will follow. But then we live in a country of class reductionists. Yeah, that's the point is that the average American voter is a fucking class reductionist on that issue, because that is where most people most people are are saying that the economy is their number one single voter issue. And on that issue, 59 percent to 37 percent margin say that they trust Trump over Biden on the economy. Yeah. The only thing Biden wins on is, of course, abortion. Uh, but it's not it's not even by that much. And it's not determinative. That's not what most people are, are, are basing their vote on. Yeah. Yeah, I was for better or worse. I, yeah, I was playing uh, over the weekend um, uh, a video game uh, with a little just like stranger that I started playing a bunch of games with, and he's black, and he was talking about how uh, he's probably going to vote for Trump because Trump did like the most for black people out of like any president in like the last several years, and I was like, what, what, what do you mean by that? And I I think what it really came down to was like the pandemic relief, mm-hmm. yeah. which is to say like it just so happened that like there was a sudden um redistribution of two thousand dollars to every adult citizen in the united states and that like that alone (laughs) was the greatest wealth transfer to working people that has happened in recent in in recent history yeah yeah. Yeah, like since basically um uh fdr yeah and what's 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 fucking nuts and something that democrats will never fucking learn is that like they have way more expensive wealth redistribution programs like in place but it's all like tax cut thingies or like incentives where you can apply for money to get like a an electric car or whatever and like though you can there are big numbers there like there's a lot of money you can get from that but if you have to fill out a fuck ton of forms and you have to go find this and it's for this very specific thing is and they don't even they like unprecedented levels of support for a convicted felon not convicted a a uh, alleged felon rapist he was convicted not a rape no, no, oh not a rape or oh, or, or, or yeah, of, a sexual assault yeah or or of or of any of these felonies that uh, federal he's not been convicted of anything yeah but like all of these things that, that we all know he's like a terrible person objectively a terrible person and like isn't good for black people <laughs> you know as far as we can tell and like um it, but he gave you $2000 like yeah. like we're all peasant brained every single one of us are peasants <laughs> in in this empire and when your government 
gives you $2,000 without having to fill out a mountain of paperwork, that's, like, the coolest thing your government's ever done for you. Because it is. Yeah. Like, what, like, it will, and, but we'll never, no Democrat will ever fucking learn that lesson ever again. Even, even though it's just right there, right in fucking front of you. Yeah. Is that, like, they, you made, like, Latinos like Donald Trump because he gave them money directly without having to fill out a bunch of forms. Yeah, and Biden And it's spent- also like, it, you know, ever since then, inflation has, you know, skyrocketed and r- interest rates have skyrocketed. And I think that those things are also playing a really important role yeah, in how absolutely. average oh, yeah, working yeah. people see the economy right yeah. now. That was exactly what I was going to say. The fact that a, a, the cost of a loaf of bread is twice under Biden what it was under Donald Trump average people notice things like that i notice things like that i didn't used to think about grocery shopping nearly as hard as i do now and that's just in the last two three years yeah and biden has overseen the clawback of that economic like uh distribution back to the people that have been hoarding the country's wealth and it comes in the form of price gouging which it results in inflation and it comes in the form of higher higher interest rates uh so that people who are just like sitting on capital can just accrue passively the gains made by working population yeah. and like it, it people get it at least in terms of like they know how it's a they, they feel the pressure they feel the the pinch and like no matter how many times the new york times is like oh actually biden economics is really really great and like <laughs> right. the economy is humming along and like you don't even know how great you actually have it like yeah, right, you know yeah. like that doesn't fucking matter when people are having to choose between like medication and food like heating or like utility or um like internet you know it's well, like- i think like i especially think the interest rates thing a lot of people don't understand what a huge issue that is for younger people who are like in our generation like in their 30s right now because i i really feel for all the people who watched this whole housing conundrum unfold which was housing prices were really affordable and rates were really low but people didn't really have the cash flow to put down payments on houses. Then pandemic hits, they get a little bit of cash in their pockets. Now they're working from home. Everybody's stuck at home all the time. Now you're starting to look, oh shit, maybe it's time I can buy a house. What happens? House house prices skyrocket. Interest rates skyrocket. You miss your window. That one time when you had a little bit of fucking cash in your pocket, you missed your window. Now houses are too expensive. And even if housing costs come down again, borrowing's too borrowing expensive. Too expensive. Yeah. And now rent is doubling in some places. So it's like, it is those everyday material needs, the things that are like, you know, your internet, it gets more expensive every year and your, you know, the cost of eggs gets more expensive every month. But it's also like (laughs) that little bit of, uh, for hope for some kind of security, some kind of long-term financial security that homeownership provides for so many people and you missed it. Mm -hmm. And fuck you. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck, and how dare you bitch? under Bidenomics, which has done more for you than you could ever possibly understand, you tiny-minded millennial, that you don't understand how real politics works, and now you're going to get Trump elected because you don't like a genocide? Oh, you poor thing. It's, it's so insulting, and I feel, I really, like, my heart goes out to people who saw that opportunity pass them by, and now feel, are we ever going to have a decade of prosperity for this generation? And what about people younger than us? Are they ever going to see even a five-year length of prosperity that will allow them to fucking get their feet underneath them for a minute yeah it's it's just like constant credit card debt and 
um, f- in gig work, you know, it's, just like, it's, fucking, yeah. it's yeah. fucking all of it. While at the same time having a tight, what, what's generally called a, t- a tight labor market, right? Where there's, there are job openings to things. Everyone's like, why don't everyone take the jobs? And it's because no, no employer can afford to pay someone the cost of living. You know, you know it's like yeah. a lot of people don't take jobs because it's like, they pay like, you know, up here, a $50,000 a year job isn't worth it like you hard yeah. you can hardly eke out a living on fifty thousand dollars a year a lot of those job openings are bullshit too though and a lot of them are bullshit a yeah. lot of them like they don't calling for you know 10 years of experience in a field that's existed for seven years or yeah. they or the it's a job opening that sits open and open and open and they get hundreds of applicants and they hire nobody it's all a fucking scam yeah even job openings these days are a fucking scam ask anybody who's been on the job market it's it's nothing but applications that go out with no response to them um you know months and months spent on the job market with with little to no results i mean it's yeah everything's a fucking scam do we want to go a little closer to home and talk about the uh the elections yeah the troy elections sure let's yeah. do that okay uh so there's an election on tuesday <laughs> yeah yeah, it's already started because we have early voting. It's already started. Uh, and uh, you guys vote already? Nope. No, no. I don't uh, usually early vote. Yeah, it's... I like to do it on the main event. You know. Yeah. I want my fucking sticker. <laughs> um. I want my hour off of work to be able to vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So uh, this year, it's possible that every single person on the city council of Troy will be different. Uh, and and new to uh, um, being a city councilor. Possible. Yeah, it's possible. So that's because um, uh, our, our uh, good friend Carm, uh, it, who's the city council president, she is termed out and is running for mayor. Uh, um, a local man in a barrel falling off of a waterfall, uh, Jim <laughs> Gully, is also term elected <laughs> out. Um. Because they, only. Because they served a maximum of eight years in office. God, That's this, wild. This, this fucking city. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Steve Figueroa, Emily Men, who and Keani Conley Wilson have all opted not to run for re-election. Gee, I wonder why Emily Men doesn't want to run again. And uh, <laughs> uh, and then um, Irene Soriento, uh, currently serving in District Six, is running for District Five. She was redistricted. Yeah. She knocked on our door. Yeah. She knocked on our fucking door. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, did you have a conversation? Uh, <laughs> Kind of. I was so shocked to see her, and I was, like, confused, and I, did, I don't think I even realized that she had gotten redistricted, so I was like, all I could think to say was, no, thank you. Are you, are you lost? Yeah. And I just, she, she gives me her spiel, and she hands me her literature, and I was just like, um... No, thank you. And I handed it back to her. <laughs> Close the door. And then I closed the door. And it kind of, I was reeling from it. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's, she knocked on our fucking door. Yeah. So we have a Nina Nichols sign in our front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. So District 1 is between uh, Peggy Kaunak and uh, William Keel. The only, the only thing I know about that is Peggy Kaunak has run for city council several times and one time said the N-word. Um, that's... Uh, <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Uh, District 2 is a, a Democrat, uh, um, oh boy. Um, She's a Democrat. 
Yeah. Uh, do, do you Pe- know this? Peggy Konak. Yeah, Peggy Konak. In District 2, we're, we have uh, Struber versus Brosnan. Uh, um, a full disclosure, Troy Area Labor Council that I'm a part of um, endorsed the Republican Ryan Brosnan. Uh, because he's not, I, I've never heard him say a single thing that sounds like a Republican. Uh, local politics is fun. District 3 is uh, uh, Katie Spain McLaren versus uh, Beth Wright Clemente. I don't know anything about either of these people. I don't know any of these no, motherfuckers. Never heard anything about them. Uh, District 4, Aaron Vera versus Darcy Cunningham Casey. I like Aaron. A- Aaron, Aaron says, it, it, um, says smart things often mm-hmm. uh, and, and fairly loudly, which is really the only thing you need to do as an elected official, and it's incredible no one ever fucking does it. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, district five is, um, that's the district that Brittany and I, uh, live in. And that's the one that has, um, Irene Sorrento, uh, running for re-election, but in a new district in it, because she was in six. Now she's in five against, um, some, someone named Tiffany Silverman, who I have never seen in real who, life. Although Irene knocked on my door, Tiffany, to the best of my knowledge, has, has not. not. Yeah. Hmm. And then in district, and I also just like, like you get, I've got, I think we've gotten like one or two pieces of literature from her that say absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah uh, no one's knocked on my door. Yeah. And then district six is uh, Carol Harvin for, as a Democrat against uh, Tom Casey, a Republican. Hmm. Don't know anything about either of those people. Uh, and uh, the Times Union has come out with their endorsement of, um, Carmela Mantello for for, for, for mayor, mayor yep. over Nina Nichols, the Democrat. Yeah. yeah. And um, they had an interesting little write up. Uh, and while I don't agree that Carmela would be a good mayor, um, it did uh, sympathize with their uh, valid criticism of Nina Nichols for basically not putting meaningful daylight between herself and Carmela, especially on the egregious behavior of the uh, Troy police who this year have already killed two of our, you know, citizenry of a, in a city of 50,000. Yeah. Um, and, you know, basically we're just like, come on, like this, this was easy. This was an easy one. Yeah. You just had to like talk about the fact that the police have an ever increasing budget with ever decreasing accountability like that that alone we probably here's would have the, given you the um endorsement and here's the great irony of it right and i and i like nina and i'm making calls for a campaign i hope she wins but you know I, f- I feel like the campaign worked really hard to separate itself and you know i know we have people who listen to this podcast who've been working on the campaign so if i'm i'm wrong please you know write write to us and let me know but to like put a lot of daylight between the sort of radical anti-police position that Troy DSA has taken and and the campaign itself and yep. to say like no that's not what we stand for and in fact i have the script and in the script is a call for a stronger police department and yet look at carmela mentello's mailers yeah. They have DSA plastered all over Nina's they face. Have, they have Hamas. They have Ham- <laughs> pro pro Hamas, pro, Troy yeah. DSA, Nina Nichols. Yeah. yeah. And it and it 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 probably lost you the Times Union endorsement. Yeah. And they're going to call you it anyway. Yeah. They they have a picture of Nina um smiling with um uh <laughs> the partisan in in the woods fighting a guerrilla warfare, Sean Collins. <laughs> <laughs> like they called him they called him like Red Red and like don't get me wrong like i you know like sean's a good socialist and everything like i'm not trying to call him a lib but, but like they, they're making him out to be like the leader of hamas <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
yeah. as opposed to like the child of an infant, you yeah. know, like uh, father of an infant, infant yeah, yeah, in a labor organization. Oh, they put yeah. they, they, like, they 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 put a ba- they put people's baby on Carmela's mailer. Who? A picture of a, a picture of Sean and Ashley's baby is on Carmela's mailer. Really? Yeah. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I, even like they're in a absolutely it's ghoulish. in a group but yeah it's, it's, it's not just the baby yeah. with like devil horns or yeah anything right yeah going, but like but it, but it might as well because the mailer looks like it was made by the riddler it's like it's like that's like scribbles all over it and shit it's, it looks crazy it looks like a batman villain it made looks it. unhinged oh, and, and yeah and it's um yeah uh, you know Brittany, you, you you said this to me when we were talking about this um earlier because we live together that um <laughs> You know that, like, I, I was compl- I, I was, I basically said what Chris had just said about, like, you know, if you just like say a little bit about the police, you know, you you probably could have had the the Times Union endorsement, yeah, which would have helped. Uh, and um, and it also seemed like the Times Union, like, basically was looking for any reason to give it to Nina, yeah. but couldn't find and one. couldn't find one. But uh, and and you said to me, Brittany, that you know, it's like, well, it's completely possible that if she did say something, then they would have voted for Carmela. They would have endorsed Carmela and said that whatever she said was was too, too was too far, too radical. Right. Absolutely, yeah. not, not the, uh, the. This is the same uh, Times Union that like published the entire um, Centenny, um, yeah. it, it, you know, That's report. Like, they, but they, this is not an anti-cop publication by any no, means. No, no, no but, but they but, are at least like with their finger to the pulse of how fucking rabid and fucked up our police department is. Like in every, writing every, about it, everything, you know? everything we know about that accident is just from the Times Union. Like the city of Troy yeah. hasn't put out anything, right? So it's the Times Union's investigation that did. It. So I could understand, even if you're not like a, a, pl- a police abolitionist, to be a reporter and be like, did you not read anything that I just did? <laughs> you know, like you're not going to say anything about that. Like I, that is crazy. Yeah, that is absolutely crazy to like what what like three police officers go ninety miles an hour down the street, kill someone, and that's not like a mailer. You don't have a mailer about that. You don't. You know, or you know, there's like no. You have no clear, present, and uh, like consistent message about like what to do about that as the Democrat running uh, against someone whose literal fucking nephew is. Is 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 is, uh, is, is, is well, not anymore? But he's a sergeant, and like you talk about how your daddy was a uh, was a cop, like that, like that's your opponent, and like you couldn't at least say that I would, uh, unlike my opponent, I could possibly be an unbiased like adjudicator of like whether or not this police department has gone off the leash. You know, like you could say anything like that, but but you can't. You know, but. I understand the reasoning about why she isn't, and and she, uh, uh, I I I see the the strategy of having like the most high minded, clean centrist. S- I'm not sure it's campaign. strategy. I think it's principle. Yeah, I think I think it's, I don't yeah, think it is strategic. It, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's principle. It is pr- and, I, and it's, I think and she it's a believes in police. Yeah. I think she believes well, in. Well, no, no, I'm I'm thinking of like uh, just giving positive messages, not criticizing mm, anything. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay, it's just yeah. like these are the positive things that I want to bring, and that like when you look at my campaign, you should be activated by things that I want to do, mm, not mm. the bad things that have happened. Mm-hmm. But right. you're right, and like that's, and I get it. But it doesn't work. I just, I don't right. think it works. I don't think it, I don't think it engages well, me. Well, we will find out. We yeah. will. By yeah. the time that you are hearing this, it'll be the day before the election. Mm-hmm. So next week, well, we will know 
whether or not it worked. Yep. And, and, you know, it is completely possible that, you know, like now that the uh, Republican election commissioner uh, that fixed like the last two elections is gone, it's possible that the Republicans can't win without that guy. But they replaced him with a guy who was charged with basically the same thing, but got away with it. So he might just be better at it. Yeah. Than. Oh, man. Also, the early voting the numbers look really good. So take that for whatever it's worth. Yeah. Even. I, yeah. I, yeah. I've, early I've voting seen, numbers are early early, always go towards Democrats. But, but, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's, it's pretty significant. stark. Yeah. yeah. It's like double everything yeah. else. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if Democrats getting in office this time is good. Which, yeah. Once which, again. Time will tell. Yeah, I yeah. think that Nina will absolutely be a better mayor than Carmela. I, yes. gr- I agree yeah. with that. In, in so far as, um, yeah, like Nina isn't going to kill me on my ride home while like uh, drunk as hell, like pursuing yeah. a um, you know uh, a, a alleged extramarital affair. Yeah, like that I can trust that Nina won't do. Um, can't say the same for Carm. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I have my standards, all right? Yeah. I don't want my elected officials <laughs> running me over while doing a DUI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, well, fellas, are we ready for a wildflower? Um, yes. As, never as a, never been more ready. Yeah. So what is it that could possibly, in this tired, fucked up world, bring light and joy to something so, to such serious and heavy topics. George uh, Santos didn't get kicked out. That's true. <laughs> my that's man, very true. My man survived that's very true. To, to lie another day. I think it was AOC voted against kick against kicking him out. Is that am I getting that right? Whatever. Good. Way. Hey, you know, yeah. I would have preferred she take the right stance on the Israel Palestine, but hey. But you know you gotta you got take your victories absolutely. where you can. Yeah. No, it's a new bus line. Yeah, it's new buses. Oh, shit. Yeah, so uh, uh, the CDTA, the Capital District Transit Authority, is, uh, as of today, as we're recording, Sunday, November, was the 4th, 5th, something like that? Uh, uh Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> then why jazz? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, remember, remember. The 5th yeah, of November. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Globe, Globe Parliament. Yeah. And, or, and take the bus to it. Yeah. Yeah. That was not advice. No. Shout out to my, to my man's V for Vendetta. <laughs> you, ever watch, you ever watch that movie anytime recently? <laughs> no. It's fucking dog shit. It's a terrible we movie. We watched it like a year yeah, or so ago. Yeah, it's bad. Man, it's so bad. It's so bad. And, and like, the movie's so about goofy. S- Stockholm Syndrome, right? Kind of, like, yeah. Well, it's also like, I'm going to blow up Parliament, and then everyone will have the better politics now, and then, which is what the idea. And the movie ends with the dude like blowing up Parliament, and it's like, and everybody's wearing the mask. So yeah, everything's yeah, going to be okay. Yeah, it's like, and, and um, I was I was listening to an interview with Vincent Bevins in his new book, uh, um, uh, "If We Burn," a really excellent book. I'm I'm working through it now. It's just really excellent, and it asks like this really this question that I've been asking myself for a long time. I'm glad someone finally is trying to answer it which is like you know why haven't why hasn't the the uh the activism of the last like 10 years done anything like or or created the exact opposite of what what uh people in the streets want and you know and and he brings up the v V for vendetta he's like you know like at the end of the movie just like blows up parliament and then it's like then what you know (laughs) well like obviously it's a fact everything gets better right it's like um uh the at the end of um 
uh, Fight Club when the Pixies, right. yeah. you know, come and you're like, oh, thank God, all yeah. the electronic, uh, you know, debts were forgiven. Yeah, yeah. He, he did the Jubilee with explosives. Yeah, so everything is going to be now cool now. Now yeah. everything's fine. Uh, no, so um, the, you have to build something, and in this case. Uh, a purple line. So we Hell we yeah. we currently we, uh, we first had a um, the red line opened I think in 2011, and then the blue line opened a couple of years ago, and now the purple one opens today. And this this line goes from uh uh, uh the uh, the downtown Albany bus terminal that's like around the, uh, where you get, catch uh, the um uh, Greyhound uh, 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 all the way up Broadway and State. Uh, it goes west all the way to Crossgates Mall. Nice. And uh, it overlaps with uh, the red line on five stops. Uh, and it gets pretty close to the blue line. That's actually pretty frustrating for me because I want to be able to take this to work, which will mean taking the blue line uh, south and then making a big L on the... <laughs> Uh, on the on the on the purple line to to campus because it goes directly to uh, to my campus. So I'm uh, uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It it runs from five a.m. to one thirty a.m. That's badass. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it, that's uh, on weekdays, Saturdays, five thirty to two thirty a.m. and uh, Sundays, six a.m. to one thirty a.m. Hell yeah! It costs uh, two dollars a ride. For cash customers, navigator, smart card, or mobile app customers, pay a dollar thirty. And uh, dude, the fucking app rules. The, yeah. they, 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 they redid they the app redid recently. The app. And it's it, really it, good. It is, it is very well done. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, when you go, do you take uh, your bicycle uh, and put it on the, the no. handy carryway no. thing? No, I'm too much of a coward to ride my bike uh, like around traffic. It scares the shit out of me. Interesting. Well, you're. Somebody I've seen throw yourself in front of vehicles trying to run over protesters. Yeah. So that's hard for me to square. <laughs> uh, well, in that, I know what I'm doing. Okay. And on a bike, I could just like kind of wobble and fall over and get my head crushed like a watermelon. And like that doesn't feel important to me. That's fair. I'd be really happy to, to do some urban riding with you. Uh, which yeah. Which might yeah. help build maybe, know, yeah. confidence. May, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful I, fall weather. Yeah, I'm just generally also just I, even after like a couple uh, uh, a while uh, riding a bike just like around the cemetery and stuff. I'm still not fully confident on on a bike, but uh, yeah, we should we should figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because I, it would be really nice to uh, for for my uh, um, uh, commuting. There's the getting from our house to um, a regular bus stop is uh, is is hard. It's an extra because, like thirty minute yeah, debacle. Yeah. So uh, if I could just get a bike up and down the hill, that would uh, solve a lot of my problems. Well, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, let's plan something. Okay. Um, also, uh, shout out to New York City for making themselves so bikeable. Like I went, I wasn't in the city for like six or seven years, and then went back with a bike recently. Uh, me and my my wife. Uh, um, rode around, um, you know, just to, it's the way to get around New York city. It's a long, like, they've got a long way to go, but they've done a lot of, they've done a lot. It, yeah. I, yeah. It's at least 10 times as many cyclists yeah. now oh, than yeah. when yeah. I was last there. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, uh, this has been my, uh, line on bicycling is that they are an indicator species. <laughs> uh, bi bicyclists are an indicator species. Yeah. They, uh, it doesn't do much to try to convince people to bike ride who don't. Um, because they react to the environment. And so if you can create an environment where cyclists feel comfortable, you will get more of them. Uh, which is, uh, 
complicated because uh, in order to do that, you have to tell people to create bike infrastructure, and then people are like, "But no one bikes," and you're like, "Yeah, but they they will come." You got to understand, if you build it, yeah, they, they will come. come. Yeah, yeah, and that's never a convincing argument, but it's true. And also, just the 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 price and performance like improvements on electric bikes are is also like technology that yeah. is like definitely helping. Like, in, especially I've been trying to get City. David to get an electric bike. Yeah. 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 Seen, with an electric bike. Yeah. That especially around here where it, um, where the weather changes so much and there's grade changes. Like even if you're confident on the road, like you're going to show up to where you are all stinky and, and, yeah. and, uh, exhausted. <laughs> like going up my, the hill where we are is like, um, it's a that, fucking huge hill. The yeah. only people I've seen do it are like like are wearing lycra like they're just like they're <laughs> yeah. and have like thighs that could crush again i don't know why mountains. i'm thinking about watermelons but yeah just yeah. like you know, they could, they could, yeah they could just like crush. he's always thinking about men's thighs crushing watermelons yeah I don't yeah know i don't know i mean same but you know i thought, could have there could have been ladies in lycra going up a hill is <laughs> i'm a feminist i think <laughs> women can do that too women can do that too yeah. hell yeah speaking of new york city oh yeah i have a book talk uh um this thursday uh which is the 9th november 9th at the city reliquary i'll be uh with uh brace and liz of true and on Hell yeah. doing uh talking about my book it's a, it's a small venue so go uh we'll put a link in the show notes for for tickets it's 10 bucks and uh um i'll be signing books and stuff yeah hell yeah and, uh, and it's in brooklyn it's in brooklyn the city reliquary that fucking rules um oh also uh for our new york city listeners i know there's a few of you uh, if you haven't already tried uh, to go, um, I think this is in um, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, there's a rave that's for free on Thursday nights uh, at a place called House of Yes. And it fucking ruled. It was wow. like... They really, really have everything. It was a really awesome, like super gay time. I had a wicked, wicked great time at the House of Yes. Nice. City that never sleeps. You have two shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have two Zombie Giuliani shows coming up. Uh, one is on November 11th, and that's going to be at No Fun. And I don't know the order, but it's going to be a four-band set. It's going to be a really awesome show. Uh, and then we're also playing the night before Thanksgiving at the Whiskey Pickle, which cool. should also be a really great show. Uh, I don't remember the date on that, but it's the Wednesday, right? It's, Things yeah, always on probably the twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so come out to shows if you feel like rocking. Um, All right. Oh. And we're about to record a bonus episode for our Patreon subscribers on more Israel Palestine and Ukraine and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you want to hear that for as little as one dollar a month, head on over to patreon.com slash ironweeds oh. and uh, you can get all of our bonus content. We do two episodes a month. A international house of current events. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod. And on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. And send us an email, why don't you, at Ironweeds Pod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.